Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Fear on the high seas. A serialized gay romance taking place on the Caribbean cruise liner, the Majestic Coral. Sail with me as I bring everyone a Caribbean adventure with romance, humor, and possible destruction. Penned by Rylan Mason. Narrated by me, Brian Shepard. Chapter 10 Eric Watching him leave the ship with the look of sadness and worry was the worst feeling Eric has ever felt. It was like he was abandoning Justin. His chance to leave the ship safe with Justin had been put to a halt as Divine once again intervened. Now that Eric knew who Divine was and the connection as to why he was dead set on sinking the ship and taking Eric with it. You're going to blame me for Charlotte's death when she was an officer who was doing her duty by listening to her superior officer? You're right. I should have been the one who went down to try and save the ship. But what you don't know is that she indeed came across passengers who were scared and she helped them out. By the time I went to find her, the ship was taking on water. She was trapped. I didn't get to her in time. I'm so sorry. Eric said, as he was trying to reason with Divine, stalling more like it. Divine was unaware that someone else was working behind the scenes to try and save the ship. Stop talking, Captain, and it's no use, as I'm tired of hearing your mouth. Keep walking. It's time for me to reach my boat and get off this thing. Not with you, I'm afraid, Divine said as he walked behind Eric, with a gun in his hand. Making their way to the stern, which was where the last life raft was, the divine would take, leaving Eric nothing, or so he would think. It seemed to get steeper as they walked towards the back of the ship, divine pushing Eric to have a seat on the bench and not to move while he opened the life raft on deck. Eric knew that there would only be so much time before he, too, would have to exit the ship. Hopefully, he didn't die first. But, let's try their plan first. 
Chief Gunner was not in the engine room when Divine first started to take over the ship. Someone was sneaking some whiskey from his flask in the bathroom down deck. He always told his wife it's what kept him alive. Now he has proof. The chief was the one who opened the door for Eric. However, he had to wait before Divine left the deck. Hearing everything from a room down from where Divine was talking, he would wait and get Eric out before he drowned. So, while Eric dealt with Divine top deck, Chief Gunner was below deck trying to secure the ship, which might be a fool's mission. Realizing that there was no more that could be done, as the ship was slowing to a stop, Gunner made his way towards top deck, keeping out of sight of Divine, who was still talking, waving his gun around in front of Eric. Eric just looking at him as if he really wanted to harm him. Divine must have asked a question. Well, Captain, I'm waiting. With no answer to Divine's question, because he was thinking of someone, someone who better be safe and sound, because if he's not, I'm going to tear this guy's limbs off, was then met with a whack upside the head with the butt of the gun. Blood was now running down Eric's face, which now had him even more stewing. Oh my, that's going to leave a mark. Well, Captain, I do believe it's time for me to get off. I have a feeling that if I don't kill you myself, you'll just pop back up somewhere and I can't have loose ends. You still go down with the ship. While Ashley and I take the insurance money from this sad heap of metal and live a, oh, what do authors call that? Oh, yeah, an H-E-A, happy ever after, or whatever. Sadly, not for you. Which means I'm going to be seeing Justin again. Any last words you want me to tell him? Divine laughed. Which to Eric was the last straw. But before he could do anything, the ship, which now had made it to the reef, slammed into it, causing the ship to lift even more out of the water, which had Divine trying to counterbalance himself, making Eric jump up with everything he had left, like a quarterback on the field, taking Divine out, flying backwards towards the very end of the ship. The gun flying out of the hand as Eric landed on top of Divine. Eric was not a violent person, has never landed a hand on anyone in his life, but yet he was now punching him over and over and over again, only to have a hand grab his wrist mid-punch. Eric, that's enough, son, the chief said, as he let go of Eric's arm and stepped back, as Eric just looked at him. This guy has caused so much death, destruction, total chaos, thinking to himself as a way to justify the reason behind beating the guy senseless. Removing himself off of Divine and stepping back, he refocused as he and the chief looked around now that the ship was starting to lean very badly not realizing Divine was standing, holding the gun again. Well, trying anyways. 
Hearing the click of the gun, Eric turned to see Divine trying to stand with the gun in his hand. At this point, Eric had enough. Isn't it time you get off my ship? He said as he swung around and kicked Divine in the stomach, causing him to fly up and over the railing. Eric watched as Divine fell, snapping his head on one of the propeller blades before hitting the water. Didn't look like he was getting up from that. His body just floated, lifeless, in the sea. Eric, just standing there, couldn't believe he just did that. However, acting in self-defense to save not only the ship from a madman, also himself and others, felt right. Eric, we need to go. Now that the ship has stopped, it's like the Penny May all over again. It's time to get off and see what happens from here. Motioning for Eric to help him with the life raft. You're right. There's no reason to stay on board. We can use the flare gun on the raft. Eric and the chief were off the boat and in the raft in no time. Took less time now that they were not moving. And because the ship was rolling to one side due to the hole and the reef. This is the part that reminded him of his last ship. The same image of a large ship in front of him, which made him feel so tiny, was now getting smaller itself as they drifted away. Not before the chief fired off a flare, hoping to catch someone in the area. Two hours and only needing to use one flare... Eric and the chief were rescued the same way Justin and Chance had been saved. Yet there was no helicopter. It was a ship that was sent. Eric and the chief, who were safely on board, wrapped in blankets and brought inside for something to drink, Eric, besides the bump on his head, was fine. The only thing on his mind was Justin. After questioning from the Coast Guard while en route to Port-au-Prince, it's all he thought about. Justin. He knew he was safe with chance as he was briefed about the status of passengers and crew who were able to get off, which included a rescue of two males and a female in a life raft. One described with dark red hair and blue eyes. Yep, that's my Justin. He was also told that a representative from Majestic Cruises would meet with him at the local hotel, which he didn't want to do. He wanted sleep, food, and, of course, to see Justin. Not in that order. Justin first. Both Gunner and Eric were shuttled to the hotel after being checked out at the port by local EMTs. Cleaning up the cut on his head and making sure that nothing else was sore, broke, or needing immediate attention. Finally, cleared and walking into the hotel where he would check in. However, the company rep stopped him before he could reach the front desk. Uh, Captain Moore? The guy asked. Yes, that's me. And you are? 
My name is Donald Burgs. I'm the investigator from Majestic Cruises, and I would like to sit and talk, go over the events that took place, Donald said, as he seemed emotionless. No, is all Eric said in response. Uh, I'm sorry, did you say no? I understand the situation is not ideal, Captain. However, I need your report. And while it's still fresh, I'd like to get that report now, he replied. The answer is no, Mr. Bergs. I just escaped a man who terrorized my passengers, used explosives, killed my bridge in engine crew, tried to kill me, and has damaged my ship that I hope doesn't sink. I'm tired, exhausted, and have nothing good to say about Majestic Cruises at this moment. I have someone I need to see, and if I get stopped one more time, I won't be in a good mood. Now, if you'll excuse me, we will meet later. Captain, I must insist you answer my questions. Donald said with a tone this time. Boy, this guy has no clue what state of mind I'm in right now, and he's going to find out. Eric thought as he stepped dead, turning around to face Donald, who gulped as he started to walk backwards, now that Eric was walking towards him. Mr. Bergs, if you say one more thing to me at this moment... They will be removing that report from where the sun doesn't shine. Now get out of my way. I will find you when I'm ready, Eric said, squinting his eyes at him, which had poor Donald scurrying out of the way. After finding the information on which room Justin was in, he was on his way, finally to see Justin. Taking the elevator up to the third floor and remembering that he was in room 315, the doors opened and reading the sign ahead of him for rooms 301 through 320, which meant that he had to take a left and down the hallway. There in front of him was room 315, Justin's room. Should he walk in? No, you knock, you idiot. So when he went to knock, the door opened and had Chance doing a double take to make sure he was seeing what he was seeing. Then a large smile on his face broke out. I'm so glad to see you. Yet someone is a mess right now, and I think you would make the best medicine. Stepping aside for Eric to come into the room. Chance told him he was held up in the bedroom and wouldn't come out. Chance believed it was because recent events might have caused some trauma. Justin, hey, there's someone here to see you. You want to come out and see what they want? No, I don't want to answer any more questions. Go away, he replied, trying to get the words out. But yet he was obviously crying. The captain would like to see you, Justin. You're not going to make him wait, are you? Chance trying not to just burst and yell Eric's name. 
Captain of what? The Coast Guard? I already spoke to them. Coast Guard? Babe, I think my ship is better looking. Though not as good looking as the redhead who's hiding behind that. He didn't even finish before that door flew open and Justin was in his arms. Eric returning the embrace, giving Justin kisses and both shedding tears. There was nothing really to say. They both knew. Aw, you guys are totally killing me here. I'm going to skip out and grab something to eat. Eric, it really is good to see you. I told you, Justin. Trust. Chance smiled as he walked out the door, leaving Eric with Justin. Both sitting on the couch, close, while holding hands, both recounted each other's accounts of what happened after they separated. Justin, feeling bad for Divine, as terrible as he was, that still was no way to die. He wished he would have seen what he was doing was wrong. Guess not, as Eric did not feel the same way. At all. For his mind's sake, he left it at that. No more talk of him. He kept me from you. That right there is enough justification for me. Bad enough, I have to speak with this Bergs. Who is annoying, Eric said, leaning in for another kiss. After talking and catching up with Justin, it was time to talk with Mr. Persistent Bergs, who happened to be waiting for Eric in the hotel restaurant. Eric and Justin decided, would it be good to eat something? Why not with Bergs? who was not looking too impressed by Justin being seated across from him with Eric's help. I'm sorry, Captain. This meeting is confidential. I, I'm not allowed to discuss this with others, he said, through the stilts of his eyes. Really? Does he really want to go around with me after what we went through? Here we go. Before Eric could say anything, Justin piped up. Uh, Mr. Bergs, your mouth is going to get you into trouble. I suggest you sit and listen to our story, considering I was on the ship and went through things you don't want to, he said as Eric stepped closer to Justin with a hand squeezing his shoulder. We will talk after we eat. I'm hungry, as you can imagine, Eric said. Both ordering food, Eric going for a greasy burger with fries, answering all of Donald's questions. And Donald even seemed more comfortable. Now that the air had been cleared, Donald learned fast. Don't mess with the captain, or what was his. With the information he needed, he finished the conversation about the ship. The ship is dead in the water and slowly taking on water. The ship is salvageable and will be patched, drained, and righted before it's towed back to Nassau for a full retrofit. It will be at least a year before she will sail again, which means a vacation for you, fully paid, and when you return, and if you're still willing, the coral will be waiting for its captain.
Divine. Oh, divine? Hoo-hoo, Donald said as he finished his plate. Whoops. What about Ashley? What happened to her? Justin asked. Eric now wants to know himself. He was more worried about Justin than what happened to that god-awful, fake, lying, no-good, evil woman. Miss Cromwell was arrested this morning after she filed the insurance claim against the ship, saying that when she left it, it had sunk. Some companies will issue an advancement, so when she went to the bank this morning to cash the check, it was voided, as it was finally reported, not as a total loss. She threw the biggest scene, and they had to call the police. She even tried running after, but didn't make it far, as the police were waiting for her to come out of a revolving door. As for the company, well, it looks as if though the lawsuits and refunds don't do us in. The tow and refit might. So we're hoping to change that, change things up, add another ship for the sailing year. With that, he closed his notebook said his goodbyes, and told Eric he would be in touch with the details about his vacation, probably to expect an email. Is this over? Like, really over with? Justin asked as they started to walk out, as it seemed Donald took care of the bill. Well, wasn't that nice of him? Yes. So, now, if you're still interested... And now that we're both here and safe and not facing death, I would like for you to join me this evening in my room, as I would love nothing more than to have you all to myself, finally. Talk, get to know each other, while you have some dessert I ordered for you. Eric beamed as he knew this would earn him even more brownie points. Wait for it. Dessert? What kind of dessert? He asked, holding hands and both stepping off the elevator. Key lime cheesecake. I can send it back if you don't want it. I figured maybe you would want some as the starlight is closed at the moment. Eric said as they stopped in front of his door. Justin, looking at him, started to smile. You didn't need the cheesecake, Captain. You had me at alone with you and all to myself. Don't be mistaken. I'll still take the cheesecake, he said, causing both to laugh as Eric slid his key card into the door handle and they both walked in. That's it. That is chapter 10, folks. Thank you for following me through this journey. It's not done. Don't worry. Um, so now, I'm going to move on to my next series. Jack Jameson, my archaeologist and avid adventurer. So that's the next podcast, folks. We're going to move on. Um, I'll announce more information before I start reading the chapters for everyone for that one as well. Uh, so pay attention to my Instagram, which is author r.mason, or you can find me on Facebook at Ryland Mason. 
you can also go to rylandmason.com and find more information. Thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you on the next series.